Thank you for that. Well, you're trendy. I don't know about me. Uh, I feel less trendy every week, to be honest with you. But it's so good seeing all your lovely faces. You know, Steph and I just loved last week. Well, we love every week. But last week, we had a newcomer's lunch. Uh, Steph and I and the team. There was over 70 people at the newcomer's lunch. Uh, many, well, yeah, we, why not? Yeah, for sure. Uh, many, many adults and kids. And, you know, many have joined in the previous weeks. And just, uh, I just want to extend a welcome to you. If you're visiting here this morning for the first time, I had the benefit of meeting three people this morning, first time. They were driving past and they felt God say, go and take a right turn and go to that church. So it's great that you're here. And just love what the Lord is doing in this season. You know, I said uh, a few weeks ago that in this season, God is gathering his people for a reason and for a season. And I want to say that if you're here this morning, you're not here by accident. God doesn't deal in accidents. Um, so I just want to say thank you for being here. Welcome. And uh, do get that welcome bag. Can I just say one other thing on the notices? Uh, you talked about equip and the Bible um, study. So um, Steve Burnhope, Dr. Steve Burnhope, uh, used to be the senior pastor of Aylesbury Vineyard, and he has written a book called How to Read the Bible Well and Fall in Love with It, brackets all over again. And we're really blessed that uh, Vineyard are using this course, but Steve is actually coming to run it for us. And yeah, it's fantastic. Thank you, Chris. And Steve, um, Steve's spoken here before. He's, uh, he's a fantastic guy. And, you know, he's written a book that's accessible for all, really down to earth. And if you want to read the Bible and fall in love with it again, then I'd encourage you to sign up to that. Right, I'm going to start. But before we do that, I'm just going to pray uh, before we continue. Lord, I want to thank you for this morning. Thank you, Lord, for all that you're doing in us and through us as a people. Thank you, Lord, that you have plans and purposes for each one of us. And I pray, Lord Jesus, this morning that you would open our eyes to see that which you are doing, that you would open our ears to hear that which you want to say to us. And Lord, you would open our hearts to receive the love that you have poured out for us. Come, Holy Spirit. Come do that which only you can do in this place, Lord God. We ask it in your name. Amen. Right, so we have been in this vision uh, period called REACH. And if you've been with us for a few weeks, I started looking at what God does in the liminal. That's our new favorite word of the year. It means a threshold. And really giving us a framework and a language to understand what God has been doing these past couple of years. That we've been in this place intentionally where God is preparing us for the new. And we've been looking at Isaiah 43. Forget the former things. I'm doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? It is springing forth. And so we have transitioned out of the liminal into, okay, what is God doing next? And I shared last week that back in 2020, I really felt the Lord laid on my heart a vision for what the next decade looks like for us as a church. And then, of course, as I said, COVID hit, and I kind of rather thought, well, well there goes that vision um, but what I hadn't realized, God was working behind the scenes, working in us. But equally, he was working on that vision, and I unpacked that for us last week. And of course, if you've missed any of that, you can catch up online and you can watch that. But what I do want to do is um, look at uh, an aspect of our vision this morning and unpack that together. But it's worth saying, as I said last week, that while we have a new vision for what this next decade looks like, our mission 
remains the same. Our mission, the reason that we're here, the objective that we have remains the same, and that is what? Make Christ known. Thank you. We can put, no, thank you for that, Chris. That rolled off the tongue. Well done for remembering it. Sorry? You've been paying attention. Good job. Good job. <laughs> to make Christ known. And as we, as we looked at last week, you know, Chris and Fliss and family and a faithful few started over 30 years ago in that lounge room, caught up with that mission to make Christ known. And that does not change. Why is that our mission? Well, let's look at Matthew 28, verses 19 to 20. This should all be familiar to you. Jesus saying, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And I love this. And behold, I am with you always. Can we just pause on that bit? Just, just let that settle. I am with you always to the end of the age. We are sealed by his spirit. We are his. And maybe, you know what? You just need to hear that this morning. Maybe you just need to hear that you are his for all eternity. It's because when you fully appreciate and grasp that, there is a peace which surpasses all understanding, which will guard your heart and mind in him. And so what I love about this is that the mission that God has put us on, he doesn't leave us alone to do. Because, of course, the promise of the Holy Spirit to equip us. And so... Our mission doesn't change, and of course, our values do not change either. I'm going to put them on the screen. Uh, you, can, uh, you can watch this. By the way, we did a, a value series maybe three years ago. You can find it on our website. But these, uh, if we can put that on the screen, our values, kingdom mindset, let's go through those. What else have we got? Next one, everyone gets to play. Power of the Holy Spirit, there you go. Wrong order. Power of the Holy Spirit, everyone gets to play. There we go. Extending justice and compassion, priority of worship. This is how we outwork that mission. Our kingdom mindset is the here and not yet, that we have called to extend Christ's kingdom here on earth, that we are here to do that by the power of the Holy Spirit. You see, when we proclaim the good news of Jesus, we don't just do it in word, but also in deed, that signs and wonders will follow the preaching of the gospel. Everyone gets to play. This is an every member ministry. It's not just down to me, thank you, Lord. If it were, we'd be in trouble, quite frankly. If you are sitting down here or watching us online, then you have a part to play in this great endeavor that we call making Christ known. Extending justice and compassion. We are here to extend the justice of Jesus and the compassion of Jesus to those around. That's what informs all that we do. And lastly, priority of worship. Everything flows out of that, doesn't it? Romans 12.1. Brothers and sisters, in light of God's mercy, what? Offer yourselves as a living sacrifice. That is your act of spiritual worship. That is what we're called to do. And so our mission remains the same, our values are the same, but our vision changes. So why a new vision at this point? Simply this, because God is calling us to extend our reach to reach the lost. God is calling us to extend our reach to reach the lost. And that again is what we've all been about. It's not a case of anything new. It's a case of let's go again. You know, from the lounge room to the conference room in the hotel suites, a hotel, to the conference room, to a school, to the school hall that became too small, to the larger school hall. That rhymed. I didn't even plan that. I'm a poet and I didn't know it. 
I've lost, I've lost my train. It's one of those mornings, isn't it? Sorry, that's my no, it's not. It's no one's fault. It's fun. Uh, we're a trendy church. These things happen. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then to a place of our own in 2003, and then figuring out that when we came in here, only a few months later, that we ran out of space. We built a balcony, and then 10 years, no, 2013, we built the building next door. But here we go again, guys. Here we go again. Here we go again, extending our reach to reach the lost. You know, let's look at Isaiah 54.2. Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. For you will spread out to the right and to the left. Your descendants will dispose nations and settle in their desolate cities. That bit's... Important because really what that's talking about is extending God's kingdom on earth. As it played out for the Israelites, it was that physical nation of Israel. But as it relates to us now in this new covenant, it's about extending God's kingdom in word and deed. You know, it's time to reach further, guys, than we've ever reached before. Who's up for it? It's to spend ourselves on giving all of ourselves for him. Who's up for that? Are you sure you, you sure you know what you signed up for? You know, John Wimber, the founder of Vineyard, used to say we're just spare change in, in God's pocket. How you respond to that rather reveals your heart, if, if you don't mind me saying. If it's, oh, excuse me, then we can chat at the end of the service. We are his. We've been created. What is the chief end of man? It is to worship God and to enjoy him forever. We are his. We've been created to worship with him, to worship him. So we've been called to extend our reach. So how do we do this? Well, here it is. This is the vision for the next 10 years, to create spaces and places for people to encounter Jesus. Spaces and places for people to encounter Jesus. It's all about Jesus. We've got to get people to Jesus and get Jesus to people as fast as we can. My, my kids at the moment are going through watching the Titanic. I don't know what happened. They study at school and it's all about the Titanic. Oh, we got over there as well, really. It's sweeping through all of our kids, eh? So there I am, three hours. It's a long movie. I remember when it first came out, and I was at uni at the time. See if you can place my age. I'm younger than you think. And um, we were late, and the only place we'd go was watch it on the front row. I tell you something, I was pretty seasick after that. <laughs> that was not pleasant. So I think ever since that time, I've rather not wanted to watch it. But anyway, the kids have been watching it. And the question the kids had were, why didn't they have enough lifeboats? Because they thought it wasn't going to sink. I rather think the Titanic is a rather good metaphor for the world that we're in right now. We've hit the iceberg. It's going to sink. And the lifeboat is called Jesus. We've got to get people on the lifeboat of Jesus. You know, Jesus said in uh, chapter 14, verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I know that society would... Cancel culture would rather I didn't say that because it means that there's only one way to God and that is through the person of Jesus. It means that truth is not relative. There is an absolute truth and he's called Jesus. Am I allowed to say that? Yeah. Oh, good job. I'm glad you're with me. You see, Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the answer for our friends and our family who are saying, what is the point? Jesus is the answer when people say, there's got to be more than this, surely. 
Jesus is the answer to the anxiety and the fear of what happens and what if and what comes next. Jesus said, I am with you always to the end of the age. That is a promise for each person that says yes to Jesus. But you see, saying yes to Jesus isn't just a ticket to heaven. It's a passport to live in here on earth. That we can, as Jesus did, sleep in that boat when the storm came. I tell you something, life is like a storm, isn't it? Let's, you know, all jokes aside, it's difficult. But the promise is, is that we can sleep in the boat when the storm rages. And that is the promise. And so for us, it's about not the pressure of making converts. We're not here to make converts. We're like midwives as we see what the Holy Spirit is doing. And so we want to get people to Jesus. And how are we going to do that? Create spaces and places. Spaces we looked at last week, and we're going to focus on this next week, is within our building. I, listed, <laughs> I was speaking to someone last week, and they said it was great on Sunday. It was a bit like a Tory party conference with a manifesto. <laughs> I said, I hope it wasn't that capitalistic. And by the way, I hope I'm not like Boris Johnson, quite frankly. I didn't have any parties over Christmas, I have to say. Um, anyway, I shouldn't get into political stuff. That's very dangerous, isn't it? Stick with the scriptures, Mark. We do. We pray blessings on our leaders. Absolutely. Lord, bless the government. Where was I going with that? All of that to say that we want to create spaces in this building. We have a list of things we're going to do. And next week, we're going to focus on the youth building next door. We're going to focus on the exciting work that we're going to be doing with Ventureland, creating a special educational needs uh, ministry. So much to do. But this week, we're going to look at places. What are places? Places are outside of this building as we look to extend our reach. You know, we have a rich legacy in creating places outside of this building. You know, we are part of a missional movement, aren't we? And I looked at that last week. We, we are a church planting movement. And I want to look at, and let's put up on the screen, these are the churches that have been planted out from the St. Albans Vineyard over the past 30 plus years. Look at that. Nine churches there. Isn't that exciting? Southampton, which is SVC, Hull, Cheltenham, Stevenage, Teesside, Canterbury Vineyard, London Life, Hemel, Rock and Redeemer. And, you know, Chris and I were speaking during the week, and many of these churches have gone on to plant other churches. Funny enough, some in the Ukraine, of all places. In fact, it's calculated that probably 21 churches, directly and indirectly, have been planted from this place. Isn't that amazing? I think we can give glory to God on that one. But here we go again. Here we go again. Why? Extending our reach to reach the lost by creating places where people can encounter Jesus. And so we're going to be embarking over the next decade on a looking at uh, new sites, multi-site, uh, we're going to be a multi-site church. Now, I want to just talk about what a multi-site church is because it's slightly different than church planting. And I'm going to give you seven things, uh, points on how this differs um, from, um, from church planting. The first one is this. A multi-site church is one church family but multiple locations. Unlike church planting where they become their own autonomous church, they have their own feel, this is one church family in multiple locations. Number two, same vision and values but with a local flavour. It's not about a cookie-cutter approach it's about where we have our sites, recognising that it's part of its own area and location. It will have its own flavour, not least because it will be uh, people in there will be different than people in here. But 
It's the same vision and values that we all hold. Unlike church planting where they create their own uh, vision for their church. Number three, it creates more opportunity for everyone to play. You know, there's only... Um, in some respects, we're a church of 1,600 people. Uh, there's only so many opportunities. Yes, we, by the way, I'm not suggesting that we're full up. Please serve. Serving's the best thing you can do to get connected. But we want to create more opportunities, more opportunities to go to one of the sites and, and, and preach or, or do worship or whatever that might look like. Uh, number four, it leverages the resources across all sites. What does that mean? It means that as a large church, when we run things like Equip, all the sites can come here and we can do Equip courses. It means that we can leverage the pastoral uh, ministry that we have here to assist and work with other sites. You see, one of, the, one of the challenges of when you plant a new church is you have to build all that stuff up from scratch and it can be very difficult and take a long time. But the benefit of a multi-site model is that we can leverage the fantastic resources here, bring people in. Imagine having a, a, you know, a, a, a biannual party or a monthly prayer meeting where everyone comes together from all the sites. You can do that with multi-site. Uh, number five, hub and spoke for compassion ministries and other ministries. What does that mean? Hub and spoke means that you know, we, have a, we have so much uh, amazing resources for kit, our ministry where we give clothes and other things out to families that need it, to children that need it. Well, we can send amazing resources from this hub into those sites geographically where they are to reach those communities that need it. And I think that's really exciting. We can do that across lots of ministries. Number six, it's quicker and lower risk than church planting. It takes a long time because the, the, the barrier to entry, to use some business speak for those of you that know what that means, is quite high for church planting. It's a long process. You've got to get all the legal stuff in, work, um, in play, all the logistics and admin because it is an autonomous church. But when it's a multi-site, you can get moving much quicker. And that's why the law is laid on my heart five in five. Five, five sites in five years. It's going to happen. It could happen sooner than five. And, you know, one year we might have one, one year we might have two. And seven, a proven model. Yes, we, uh, this is not something that is alien to the vineyard movement and many other movements. In fact, the vineyard has many churches who have multi-sites, whether that be Cardiff, whether that be Catalyst Vineyard in, in, uh, in Scotland, whether that be, I think, Central Vineyard. Many vineyards are looking at this model. And so do not fear. It's not like we're going to experiment with something that might fall apart. This is a proven model. And by the way, we do sync in with uh, Vineyard UK on all of these things as well. Okay. So... You're probably wondering what our first site is, aren't you? You can nod your head at this point. I can now let you know, this is not the manifesto bit, that our first site will be in Hatfield. And it gives me the greatest pleasure to introduce you to our new Hatfield site pastors, AJ and Jenna. Why didn't you come up? <laughs> Steph, can I have some water, please? Welcome. This is exciting, isn't it? So exciting. Ah, we've been waiting for a while for this, haven't we? Yeah. So good. Well, listen, lots of people will know you guys. Um, of course, Jenna, we see you frequently on a Sunday leading. AJ, we've seen you around. You've been involved in many things at church. For those of you who may not know you, uh, why don't you 
Tell us who you are, what you guys are all about. Okay, yes, I'm Marcus I'm Marcus and my wife. Uh, we've known for about nine years now. And we're definitely not. Yeah, mate, and you got you guys have been part and you got you got children of course. And you guys have been part of this church for quite a while, haven't you? Yeah, I think about for me about uh, 10, 11 years now, which mm. actually seems crazy because it just goes like that, doesn't it? Does. Time flies when you're having fun. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I've, I've been thinking of the church of Barnet and we met and we started dating and then came here and thought, this is my life. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd stay and then, yeah, we'll see what, yeah, see what yeah. happens. So. And Jenny, you guys have been involved in so many things at church, haven't you? Yeah, that's it. So um, I sort of grown up in the church and then when we got um, together, thankfully AJ said that he was going to come over as well. So yeah, I mean, together, like we've been part of... Um, so many sort of different ministries and serving in different ways um for me when I came back from university got straight involved in alpha and you know we talked earlier about it helping you connect that helped me connect um you know with the church and um yeah we've done all things sort of from kids work youth work um you've like particularly enjoyed the car parking stuff haven't you with the like radio to be fair that is a good that place a good to be one. Fun. the power <laughs> that comes with that high vis jacket yeah. Sorry. You get to know people, don't you? Yeah, heard that's people. It. I like yeah. that. Yeah. That's the <laughs> and, shepherd in you, see, AJ. There you go. And uh, yeah, like leading connect groups as well. Um, and then I suppose the biggest commitment that we've sort of done together serving has been Alpha. So mm. we led that for about, um, yeah, loads yeah. of team members here. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice clapping, Fiona. I like that. <laughs> um, so yeah, we did that for about four or five years yeah. together. That's amazing. I think that, like, the, the beauty about Alpha is like you met so many different people and then they sort of stay on the church and then before you know it, every second person you're bumping into, yeah. you sort of recognise, didn't you? Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you guys have been just an integral and amazing part of, of church life here. Uh, and in some respects, so excited that you're moving on. But, you know, we're going to miss you being around. Um, but hey, we're in multi-site, which is good. So uh, we're still part of the same church family. That's it, yeah. So <laughs> I mean, a bit about Hatfield for us, I think, yeah. is um, really where we, we got married. We weren't sure where we were going to live and stuff. But we decided that um, it made sense. Hatfield made sense like, geographically for us um, and a few other bits and pieces. But it was more than that, really, because we thought, well, anywhere you go, you have to make an impact because God's with you. So for us, we really feel like that was to happen but when and how it's going to happen and at this scale I never thought it would be like this you know but um, the, the idea of this is quite daunting but also quite exciting so yeah. yeah. Yeah that's it like we um, when we were praying about where, where to sort of move to and live like when we got married we did definitely felt like there was quite a strong calling to Hatfield. I don't know if you guys know Hatfield very well but it's always had a bit of a bad name like a bad reputation and I was I was like one of those people that you know you go somewhere and they're like where you, you know you meet someone where are you from I'm like St Albans <laughs> like, oh, really whereabouts well the Hatfield side of St Albans <laughs> okay just Hatfield you <laughs> and, St Albans um, snob Jenna, <laughs> <I know. laughs> and, um, that was not me by the way <laughs> <laughs> and but it was amazing because like literally overnight I felt like God changed my heart towards Hatfield and um, I started to see the town through God's eyes mm. I started to see the potential there I started to see the people there how God sees them and it was just incredible and you can only put it down to the Holy Spirit like changing that view kind of in us and so we knew like yeah that God had called us to Hatfield but um like AJ said you know like wherever you live we have a calling to make Christ known and to bring God's kingdom into um places that we go people that we meet um but we always felt like there was kind of a bigger 
sort of purpose for us being there, but didn't know what that looked like. And then through the years, we kind of had various words about um, leading a church or church planting, but also felt very strongly, God say, stay here, like stay at St. Albans Vineyard. So we kind of didn't know sort of how it was all going to kind of marry up. Um, yeah, so that's kind of where we're up to. When I first met you guys, it was actually on Alpha, and I was serving on team as well. And I remember um, a talk that you gave Jenna about how to listen to God, and you gave this very curious uh, example of chicken wings in Hatfield. <laughs> yeah. Some of the, the alpha, ex-alpha people are nodding their heads. Can you want to just share with everyone who's wondering why chicken wings got anything to do with Hatfield? <laughs> well, yeah, there's a bit of background to that. So we started leading the Connect Group, and um, yeah, so that was like a really great Connect Group with some amazing people that came along to that, and um, and they moved on to lead another Connect Group at some point. But our sort of model, of the Connect Group was like um, for three weeks we'd sort of meet and just pray and worship, and then one week we'd try and go out in the community. And um, not always, but we tried to hit that model as much as we could. And sometimes we'd go out and pray, sometimes we'd go take teas and coffees to people. Like we'd have to set up a tea and coffee thing and just chat, chat and try to get involved in the community that we're in, especially with the Connect Group. So that was sort of where this stems from. So. Yeah, and then one, one day we were sort of there praying with our group and um, like we were just praying in the town centre and I looked down and saw these chicken wings and like just the bones of them and firstly thought like, that's great, <laughs> that's disgusting, <laughs> but you know, we're in Hatfield. And, uh, and then secondly... We love Hatfield, <laughs> we by the way. If you live in Hatfield, we're a big fan of Hatfield. Joking, joking. Um, and then the second, um, yeah, like God just brought to mind straight away Ezekiel 37 mm. and um, he, he just reminded me of that scripture and I don't know if you know it, but it's about how dry bones, like God breathes on them and brings them back to life. And it just really felt instantly, it was this prophetic word for Hatfield, like you look around and it, it seems dead. There seems like there's nothing going on here, but I'm breathing my life mm. into this town and new life's going to come from it. And it was just kind of confirmation that, yeah, we're in the right place. God is moving and he wanted us <clears> to join in with what he's already doing there because there's some incredible things going on in Hatfield. Mm. And we're not going in saying, you know, we've got it perfect. This is the way to do it. But we just want to be a part of what mm. God's doing there. Yeah. I love that. And actually, just on that point, we want to be part of what God's already doing in Hatfield. I mean, there's some amazing churches in Hatfield. You know, we're not going there to say, right, come to this church. And as I said, you know, we're not looking to cookie cutter this experience there. So tell us about your heart for the type of church experience that you're looking to create there. Yeah, so um, I think really we want to start like uh, as close to the town centre as possible. So we've been in touch with a few cafes and stuff like that to try and uh, practically get involved there and everyone's the response has been amazing so far and yeah so we're really keen to like get started and stuff but um, I think the best approach because we've done Alpha for so many years and we just loved it and the and there's always a there's always a group of people at the end who want to stay around and stick around and do stuff so we're thinking maybe we'll do like a 10-12 week Alpha potentially this is just an idea at the moment um, and then lead on to like a Sunday morning service um, but yeah that's sort of the idea at the moment. Yeah, so like as AJ said, we really want, we really feel like the the multi site should be in the town centre. We want to be accessible. We want to be um, it's quite a bold move. We want to be there. We want to be present. We want God's presence to be right there in the heart. Um, and yeah, doing an alpha course sort of seemed to be the best idea. And maybe like in terms of gathering people and then like launch, like leading up to a launch of a Sunday service um, in maybe September time. So yeah, that's the idea. But we want to create like. I suppose the vision for the church is, or for the multi-site is, you know, creating um, a place, um, a church for the unchurched, really, and a place where people can come and encounter Jesus mm. for themselves. And then more than that, but actually learn how to have a relationship with Jesus yeah. um, and for us to kind of, yeah, 
direct people to him. That's what it's all about. So, so exciting. I mean, the, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few, you know. Uh, it's just such an exciting season. So you've talked about potentially a September launch. So from now until then, you know, we've obviously been working uh, closely together with the, other, with the rest of the staff and leaders and getting that ready. What kind of people are you guys looking for to go out with you? So, I, well, <laughs> I suppose there's kind of three groups. <laughs> we were the talking about this, there. yeah. We were talking about this because it's quite like, um, it's quite a like vulnerable thing to sort of stand here and be like, this is our heart about Hatfield, you know, we're really passionate about it and for everyone to go, oh, that's cool for you guys. Like, and then no one actually catch a hold, like, catch hold of that. But, yeah, we're different people to join us, don't we? Yeah. yeah so it's like a vision as a church. We just want to move forward together mm. as a collective rather than be on our own. Yeah, so, no, mm. definitely. So I think there's like three groups of people really. Like one... Um, one group here are like want to join us so if maybe you're sitting listening watching online or you're here and you can feel like a bit of like excitement you feel God stirring maybe God's been preparing for you this like we would love to have you come and join our team um, and we're asking really that you guys would commit to sort of a year or so you know to actually be fully involved in what's going on second group of people people who want to support us so maybe um, come along to various events things like that like wherever the need is to kind of jump in and get involved but not necessarily be fully committed to it and then thirdly like people who are committed to praying for us so people who we can be open and vulnerable with and just honest with and people who will stand with us in in prayer and commit to that. And I think what you've got to remember is that you're not um, leaving the vineyard St Albans because we are just a site church. There's loads of like different um, things that will be going on and we'll be doing that together, like all the essential courses, mm. all the content will all be the same. It will just be in a different place. So, and it's located to, yeah, a different flavour, I suppose. Yeah, but yeah, sure. certainly not leaving the vineyard church. You're just um, expanding with us. That's it, so. extending our reach to reach the lost. Yeah, that's fantastic. And we've got this screen up here and it says, come and find out more Thursday the 24th, February, 8pm at the Blem Bar. So a night with AJ and Jenna. If you are one of those three groups and you think, you know what, I want to find out more, then come along. It's going to be a great evening. We'll have a bit more time with you guys, hear your heart, and we'll talk through some of the plans that are unfolding and what it looks like. So put that in your diary uh, if you are interested. What we're going to do in a moment is pray for you guys. Just very briefly, how can we be praying for you at this time? I think uh, as you step out, you always there's always that sense of like... Um, fear isn't there because it takes a process to go from um just doing everyday life to god saying okay it's time now and then it's that journey isn't it of accepting that that's your calling and then um and then the fear can step in so i think just to, just to yeah pray for that just the confidence to keep mm. moving forward and stepping out yeah. into that place where you know that god's it's god's calling you to that place but it's just that you've got to be bold enough to take the step and keep, and keep stepping forward one, one step at a time. Yeah, so no, for that, really, and obviously our family, yeah. um, there's a few and things. Like wisdom as well, like for next steps, to know, like, we just want to be sensitive to where God's leading us to. So, yeah, that we'd hear his voice clearly um, moving forward. And I suppose practically as well, yeah, that we would have all that we need. I mean, actually, like, we did talk about this at the leaders' meeting a few weeks ago, and one of the prayer um, points that came up there was to pray that the cafes that we approach would be open um, to us sort of meeting there. And um, yeah, I've spoken to some cafes sort of 
since then and every single one has been more like so excited about us going in after hours they're, they're prepared to open their doors to staff it um and to allow us to use their premises right in right in the town center which is exactly what we felt so that's an incredible answer to prayer so yeah and but also like moving forward um prayer for like a venue for because these cafes are quite small and obviously they're open on a Sunday morning, so it's fine for after-hours events, but actually moving forward for a Sunday service, like praying for a venue for that. Mm, wonderful. Well, that sounds good. Just so excited for you guys. And, you know, next week we're going to look at spaces and then the following week we're going to look at how we can respond corporately to the vision because everyone gets to play uh, in terms of how we're going to respond as a church. So that's really exciting. I think what we're going to do now is I am going to ask you all to stand. Um, and you may stand. <laughs> um, you guys stand as well. Give me the mics. Uh, thank you very much. You know, I said earlier that um, no one's here by accident, you know. And interestingly enough, David Rigby, who is standing next to Chris Lane here, was a senior pastor of a church in Hatfield, Kingdom Light Church, King's Church, apologies, for a very long time. How many years, David? 18 years. And only recently you've moved away from that church as an elder, I understand. But, you, I mean, you haven't been in this building for donkey's years, have you? What, four years? Yeah, and yet here you are today when we're launching a Hatfield site. I think that's really interesting. And so I'd love you, David, to come up and pray for these guys. I think that would be amazing just to be able to pray with them, if you don't mind. And Chris, could you come up and pray as well? You know, church planting is in your blood and in your DNA. It would be great if you could pray for these guys. Steph, can you come up and join me as well? And so can you come up and join me on the stage, guys? Um, and we're going to pray for these guys. When you, you can extend your arm. We might be for a while, so if it gets achy, don't mind if you put it down. I won't think that you're not praying. Um, Chris, come and join us over here. And let's just pray for these guys as they embark on what is an amazing adventure. Thank you, Lord. Father, thank you for the uh, grace that is upon us. Thank you, Lord God, that you have called us to this time and this place. Thank you, Lord God, that you have always uh, brooded over this place through some very difficult seasons, some very challenging ones, but you draw us on. We are not driven to share the gospel, but it's your love that draws us to Hatfield to share the gospel. And so we thank you for that. We thank you for the, the, the resonance that is in AJ and Jenna's heart. And I was just reminded how... When uh, my own family were preparing to come to St. Albans, the Lord spoke to us very clearly about him having a plan and a purpose for every single member of the family, the kids included. And I remember at the first, very first thing we ever did, there was Sam doing the, um, the, the overhead projector. And my youngest daughter, Sophie, was putting out ashtrays because we were meeting in a pub. And it was just a whole family thing. So the call is not just upon you, AJ, not just upon you, Jenna, but upon your kids too. You're a missional family. And you will model being a Christ-loving family in that town, that city. And the Lord just says, you don't worry if you lose it with the kids sometimes because people in Hatfield lose it with the kids. <laughs> don't worry if you get fed up or despondent because his spirit which is in you is greater than he that is within the world and he takes you just as you are and will do mighty things through you 
Thank you, Lord. Bless you. Bless you, Lord. Just want you guys to know that um, <laughs> I made the decision to come here this morning at about 8 a.m. this morning. And uh, I've just been amazed at God's leading. So I want you to know that this is the Lord, the Lord's affirmation. My presence is the Lord's affirmation to you. And, uh, you know, when I came in and I heard about this, I, I just thought, wow, God, you're amazing. So we know that the Lord is honouring your decisions this morning. We know the Lord is with you. We know the Lord will go before you, be beside you, be behind you. We know uh, that he's confirming that this morning uh, by my presence. And I want you to know that Hatfield is a place of multiracial opportunity. It is full of the nations of the world. And they're not just students, they're refugees, they're all sorts of people. And God is calling you to stand with others in this town. Oh, Lord, <laughs> we just give you the glory. And Lord, we pray for these two that they will find every need met. And that when things get tough, as they will sometimes, you will be with them, you will guide them, you will lead them, you will honour them, you will raise them up, you will stand with them and their family. God, we call upon you, Lord, for the sake of the lost in Hatfield, for the sake of the thousands, the thousands. For God, come. Let us build together. I pray for good relationships with the other churches. I pray, God, for good relationships with other Christians wherever they go. Oh, Lord. Increase their vision. Increase their ability to see what you're doing and to go after it. In Jesus' name. Yeah, just a few things really, actually, as I was watching you both and before you came up. Um, the Lord's favour is so upon you, you both. And Jennifer, for you, I was reminded of Ruth when she said to Naomi, wherever you go, I will go. And so much favour came upon her, you know, from the gleaning to then marrying Boaz. Um, and I believe your yes to Jesus, um, you find such favour in his eyes because you, you go where he calls you to go. Um, and for you, AJ, I just had a real sense that um, you're very much like Stephen, the disciple. Um, you're very much for the Lord and you speak truth, no matter what the cost. And the Lord is saying to you that you will see the glory of my kingdom because of the way you honour me and because of the way you speak my truth, even when you're persecuted. So, Father, I want to thank you, Lord. And I saw a picture of you both building with little Duplo building blocks. And then Jesus came into the room and he moved them aside and he gave you proper bricks. He said, now is the time for you to build your church. And it would be like a light on a hill in the, in the Hatfield. 
and people will come because of the light that he's put upon you both. And Father, I thank you for the favour that is upon this couple, Lord Jesus. I thank you that even in the spiritual realm, I see you getting your angels, Lord. You're ushering them, your angels in to stand around this family, Lord. You're sending a legion of angels, Lord, to fight their battles. They are not alone. Under your wings, Lord, they find refuge. And you will be their king. You'll go before them and you'll prepare the way and you'll be a lamp unto their feet. So go with the Lord's favour. Know that his blood is upon your head. He anoints your head in the presence of your enemies. And his banner over you is love. And there is a place for you at his table. So bless you both. Bless your family and your children. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, we do thank you, Lord, for this time. And we do bless. We pray blessing upon you both. We are excited about the future as we commit to extending our reach to reach the lost. We ask this all in your name. Amen. Let us worship.